Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Given Craig a hard number that he has to observe and is there room to continue to add this spring? We have set uh, parameters uh, for him and he's operating under those parameters. Can we surmise that there is additional room from where you are now compared to the parameters that you've set? You know, I, I do not want to talk about specifics related to payroll or parameters because it, it does nothing to help us competitively. And look, I, I think the focus on, on spending is fair and reasonable given where we finished uh, the last couple of years. We understand there's frustration. Um, the best way to turn that frustration around is to go out and win baseball games um, and have the focus be on the team and, and our players versus where we're spending. Um, there's nothing that I can say or do at this point in the offseason that's going to make anybody feel uh, great about what's happened the last two years. So we've turned the page internally, and, and, and we're moving on to 2024. Sam Kennedy earlier today in Fort Myers. The new buzzword, parameters. There's parameters that we have set on our baseball team and on Craig Breslow, which means what? You have a budget? You have a payroll? You're not going to add more money to this team? I know what parameters means. Yeah. Mero. Who needs pitching when you have parameters? parameters. <laughs> Ryan, estimate for me. How many times... In, I don't know, I listened to a six or seven minute chunk of Sam Kennedy today. How many times did he say the word parameters? Uh, nothing excessive. Probably, you know, 19, 20 times at, at, the, <laughs> at the, you know, just a guesstimate. Parameters. Parameters. They're cheaping out. We all know parameters. what they're doing. Not parameters. They're cheaping out. They're not allowing their general manager to spend. And he might have taken the job knowing all this. I mean, again, we talked about this late last week. I don't feel bad for Craig Breslow. I think he knew what he was getting into by and large. This is who the Red Sox are. And until that changes, I, I think this is what they're going to be. Like, I don't expect any change in results on the field anytime soon. I don't know how you could. Uh, but it is our big question of the day. Up now, at Jones and Mego on Twitter. You can dial us up, 617-779-7937. When do you expect the Red Sox to be competitive again? Like, define that how you want. Maybe that's World Series in your mind. Maybe that's a playoff team. Maybe that's just getting back to 500. Define that how you want. When are they competitive again, Mego? Because this is nonsense. Parameters? This is what we're calling. It's just like a, 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 a nonsense word that we know what you mean. We mean you don't want to spend. You're not invested. And he'd go on to expand on it. We'll play you more from Sam Kennedy today, among other things. Kenley Jansen was on baseball. Isn't boring. Sounds like players don't want to be here. Sounds like the team isn't invested. When are they competitive again? Okay, so I'm going to start out with my own definition of competitive for the Red Sox because we're talking about the Boston Red Sox. Yeah. We're not supposed to be talking about Tampa Bay or even my beloved Orioles or anyone else that's a lower-level market team. We're talking about the Red Sox. So when you talk about competitive, you are talking about the World Series. You're at least talking about the pennant. And right now, like, if you want to define them being competitive as getting back into the postseason, that's not really competitive to me. 
You can do that just by getting a couple hot streaks in there or another team falling off. You can get to the postseason on a little bit of a fluke. I think that's how we've defined that 2021 season at this point. And so, okay, if you're going to be in play for the pennant or the World Series, I don't see it in two to three years. Because if you look at the prospects that they have, you know, it was only this time last year that I think a lot of us were talking about Marcelo Mayer, like he was going to be the savior of the Red Sox. This is a guy who's played two years in the minors, missed substantial amounts of the last season due to injury, is going to have to spend at least another season in the minors. So maybe you see him in 2025 and who knows how close he'll be to a finished product at that point. You know, it's a it's a similar scenario for your other prospects that are being held up as the core that's going to allow you to spend. And by the way, what happens if these prospects get into the majors and they don't pan out? It takes them a couple of years they to figure out who won't. they are. Then uh, I, I got to say, I'm side eyeing, looking over at the other investment that this that this uh that Fenway Sports Group is making, and I'm not talking about the Penguins, and I'm not talking about Liverpool, and I'm not talking about Saudi golf or whatever they're getting into. I'm looking at Fenway Corners, and that's a $1.6 billion investment that's projected to take somewhere between five and eight years. And so if we're sitting here two years from now and the core is still in some kind of weird adolescence where they're not really producing at a major league level... You think they're going to go out there and buy talent to help them out? No. When they're investing so much, they're investing in that neighborhood? No. And what they've done, by the way, over the weekend, they traded away John Schreiber, for who's a big league reliever. Like, say what you will about him. He's fine. He's nothing special. But a big league reliever. They traded under the effing Royals. They're taking prospects from the Royals, and the Royals are taking players off the Red Sox big league roster. Meanwhile, the Royals are paying their prospects, and they're going out and signing some free agents. Like, talk about a juxtaposition. In the baseball world. Today they signed Liam Hendricks. He might not pitch this year. They guaranteed him $10 million. So they're not spending, but then they spend on a guy like this who may not even pitch. And if he does, it'll be late in the year at best. And Lord knows what he's going to look like on the other side of Tommy John surgery. So when will they be competitive again? I'm with Mego. Like, it's going to be longer than two or three years. It shouldn't take that long. It's a really easy fix. But until they spend Arcand... This is what it is. They're not going to be competitive anytime soon. No. I don't see how they're going to do that it's a, if they act this way. It's unanimous. We all we all agree. And we haven't all agreed on a big question in a while, but we all agree it's going to take a while for this team. And here's the big reason I think this isn't going to work and they're going to continue to struggle is because the two small market teams in your division won 200 games combined last year. The Orioles and the Rays won 200 games. The Orioles won more games than the Dodgers last year. That is a, a sorry, Mego, but a team that's not spending a lot of money. The Rays aren't spending a lot of money either. They invested through their uh, farm system, and they came out with great results. The Red Sox tried to do that, and they are not getting those same kind of results. So unless they break off from this path that they're on, and it doesn't seem like they're going to. It doesn't seem like Breslow has the uh, free reign to do that. And, I mean, once again, here comes Meat Shield Kennedy to go tell everybody, yeah, sorry, it's not happening this year because John Henry's not going to come talk to you. We know that. Um, you know this is this is what we're seeing. They took a swing at it. You know they tried to they tried to downsize. They tried to invest in the future. And who knows? I mean, some of these guys may be okay, but you're not the Orioles. You're not the Rays. You're not really even the Blue Jays. Yeah. And those three teams are going to be ahead of you the whole time. If you're trying to build, how do you do that with a middling farm system? Like if you're trying to start over again, you need big time prospects, and their prospects seem fine. But they're not upper crust top team. They're the fourth best farm system in their own division. 
So what Arkan just said, I agree with. Uh, you can vote. At Jones and Mego on Twitter. It's our big question of the day. When do you expect the Red Sox to be competitive again? This year? Hang on one sec. <laughs> uh, this year. In two or three years, which is, look, that's a long time. Three years, that's a long time. Or will it be longer than that? Uh, we all seem to think it's going to be a long, long time. So you can jump in, 617-779-7937. Let me hear a little more Sam Kennedy, who did, by the way, start off by saying it got away from him at winter weekend. We're not going to play that for you. But he acknowledged that, hey, you know, I'm just, I just get really competitive, and, you know, we reject that, uh, that way that we're viewed. And so I, I'm sorry for calling Curtis a liar. In as many words, that's what he said. Uh, he was asked You're about a liar. <laughs> he was asked about the specific parameters that John Henry has set and how that's evolved over the last 20 years. Here's what he said: We were to ask John why the parameters were lower than in the years past. What would he say? Look, we have um, uh, parameters each and every year uh, for the Red Sox in terms of where we uh, are comfortable in terms of major league payroll, in terms of total baseball operations spending. Uh, that has not changed since 2002. There's been a willingness to change those parameters, parameters. mid-season, mid-year, based upon how the, the team is doing. Um, but there's been there's no change to our overall operating philosophy other than we are in a, in a build mode. You can see there we're talking is. about some of the young players. We're, we're building around this core group of, of young players, and we'd like to extend some of those young players. Okay, they'd like to extend some of those players. Some of the young players don't want extensions with the team. Uh, Tristan Cass has turned them down. If you yeah. don't know about that, we'll tell you about it coming up. But it's like, well, the parameters haven't changed. Well, I mean... Parameters. Besides <laughs> parameters. Well, I mean, you know, besides that we're building through the farm system now instead of through free agency and the big league roster, I mean, I guess... I guess when I look at it the way you do, I guess that is a change in philosophy, I guess. You fi finally at least cop to that. We're in build mode. Like, just say rebuild. Thank We're you. in rebuild mode. Thank and guess you. what? We actually don't know. John Henry hasn't told us, although he did make an appearance down at spring training hey, today. Right what do you say? Walked right through. <laughs> Said, excuse me. Kept on walking. Uh, just say rebuild, and we have no idea how long it's going to take because we don't know when Henry's going to spend on this team again. Okay, listen to how bad it's gotten. This, I thought this was eye-opening. Maybe he's saying build because he can't say rebuild because he doesn't know when they're going to get there again. Yeah, the, the shock collar around his neck won't allow him to say rebuild. That's Payroll, parameters, 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 parameters. 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 That was all one answer. Uh, this is shocking. So, and, and he volunteered this up, right? He, he, he was asked about... Um, well, again, just how people feel about them not spending and uh, bringing in big league talent. Listen to who is reaching out. Listen to who's reaching out and yelling at ownership because they're too cheap. It's been an odd, slow developing market for whatever reason. Every year has sort of a different sort of feel to it. I'll tell you, last night at dinner, Raquel and Brez and AC and Eddie and I and a few others got a FaceTime from Dustin Pedroia, and he reminded us who's still out there on the market and what opportunities might be out there, so we appreciated that perspective from Petey. Any, any talk of acting on any of his advice? He, uh, he was very clear about his feelings. Is Pedroia a Boris guy? I don't recall. Was Pedroia a Boris guy? Like, maybe is, he, is that why he's reaching out? Was he, like, working out with them? And they're all like, what the hell? Why aren't the Red Sox in? And Pedroia's like, you know, all these guys are asking about the Red Sox. Let me reach out to Red Sox ownership. Or who knows? I mean, maybe, maybe he wasn't a Boris guy. I don't remember off the top of my head. Levinson. Levinson, so not a Boris guy. All right, so scratch that theory. Whatever. Pedroia's like, hey, uh, you know there's a lot of good players out there? Let, let me name them for you. Like, I don't personally want Blake Snell, but he did win the Cy Young twice. Uh, Jordan Montgomery, right on down the list. And so you have ex-players reaching out and going, 
Earth to John, Earth to Sam Kennedy, Tom Werner, there's good players out there, and they want to sign somewhere. So what are you guys doing? That's how bad it's gotten. Jordan Montgomery is just, like, apparently hanging out in Boston. It's like waiting, riding the team. Yeah, waiting to run into Sam Kennedy in Coolidge Corner or something. Yeah, Trying like, to have a meet cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I like, find that You know to where be, I can get good Thai food around here? I heard you grew up here. It, it, in a weird way, it's like, you know, Kennedy's up there and he's like, he's dodging bullets and he's not answering anything or you have to like really pull it out of him. But then he volunteers that. And it's like, wow, ex-players like Dustin Pedroia are begging for you to do something. And they're still like, nah, parameters. So what do you think? How do you feel about the Red Sox? When will they be competitive again? You can jump in. 617-779-7937 or vote in our big question of the day up now. Add Jones and Mego on Twitter. I want to get into a side conversation with the Red Sox, and we'll take all your thoughts on it, of course. Kenley Jansen, Tristan Cassis, they spoke over the weekend, and they sound like players who don't want to be here. I wonder what players want to be in Boston, if any. Let's get to it right after Trending with Arkin. Adam Jones. Okay. Megan Adelini. This is some sh- Christian Arcan. Hey, Adams has a boost that I kind of like. This is Jones and Mecco with Arcan on WEEI. I've been trying to think of the word that I would use to describe just, I guess, the general attitude of Red Sox people. Not so much the players, but certainly everybody else associated with the team as you walk around fields and you talk to people. And the word I keep coming to is embarrassed. I think that there are people in this organization who are genuinely embarrassed by the way the offseason unfolded, by the product that they're going to be putting on the field this year, by the fact that we go into a season kind of knowing that they're going to finish last. And it's caused me to reconsider Craig Breslow's, you know, refusal to say that they were a playoff team it's like I think he was being honest because he knows he would be lying to everyone in his front office if he said anything otherwise so I just look at I think people are 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 legitimately embarrassed parameters classic classic my parameters. So there's a lot of uh, guardrails on Craig Breslow. You hear John Tomazzi talking about it on NBC Sports Boston. Sam Kennedy talked today because John Henry isn't talking. So Sam Kennedy's down there on the picnic tables answering questions and is being mostly evasive. I think ultimately he told us the truth that, well, things have changed a little bit. We're in build mode, not rebuild mode, Mego, as you pointed out. Build mode. But you know, talking about parameters and scaling back their pay, he's he's dressing it up in like a nice corporate way, but we know what he means. And Tomazi wrote about this at NBC Sports Boston as well. He says, let's start with the vibe, which people like to do. The vibes last year were immaculate. Remember in spring training? Mm. Oh, yeah. Good vibes. He says, that's a subject con- uh, subjective concept usually applied to the clubhouse, but in this case, it's more instructive to zoom out to an organizational level when the word that springs to mind is... What parameters. No, what he said on TV... <laughs> Embarrassed. Parameters is another good buzzword. (laughs) Embarrassed. He says, talk to enough people and it becomes clear. They know they didn't do remotely enough to contend during an uninspiring offseason. Some of it is demeanor, reflected in a sheepishness to even discuss their hopes for the year. Some of it is what's unsaid, which anyone is, or not anyone making the case, even on background, that this group will surprise us. 
Wow. So even on background, even on background, no can't one's even like, blow smoke. No one's like, yeah, you know, we feel pretty good. Don't don't put this on the record, but we feel pretty good about this year. We're gonna surprise some people. We're gonna sneak up on some people. They're like on background, we really can't say anything about <laughs> this. <laughs> on background, we blow. Uh, he says some of it is more explicit, suggesting that fans aren't the only ones frustrated with the direction of the franchise. So hmm. people down in Fort Myers with the organization are second guessing, and that's not necessarily players, probably Cora. But they're they're not happy with the direction of the franchise. So, you know, how long until this rebuild turns around? And how long until they're competitive again? We all think it's going to be a long time. But I think we all acknowledge it's an easy fix. Throw money at the, It's the classic throw money at the problem. You can fix it tomorrow. Like, you could fix this very, very quickly if John Henry decides to. So when do you expect the Red Sox to be competitive again? 5% of you say this year. Oof. Two or three years was 37%. 57% of you, and I would include all of us in this group, say, yeah, it's going to take longer than that. I need to see real change in ownership before I say the Red Sox are going to dig their way out of this. They're going to remain irrelevant. They're going to remain bad until they start throwing money at the problem. And I'm sorry, I, I hope Theo comes in and that changes, but until it changes, I'm not going to gamble on the Red Sox being competitive again, I, I don't expect it until there's real change. I got to say I'm a little surprised that that many people were voting for more than three years, that it's going to take longer because I feel like we often hear callers and we hear Red Sox fans say, well, once this core comes up, you know, next year it's they're going to invest. And the year after that, just wait, then it's going to be, they're going to be real contenders. And now it feels like there's a real shift. And I think a lot of it has to do with the payroll getting out, that there's this goal that payroll is going to be maxing out at $200 billion. And everything this offseason really points towards, that's the only goal that they have for this year. Mm -hmm. The only goal that they have is keeping payroll down. And I, I really can't point to anything else. like getting Build, build mode. Getting these younger guys through another minor, another season in the minors and maybe getting a few glimpses like Rafaela getting in there. Other than that, like what what is the goal for this season? Because if you think that the goal is actually the postseason, what are they doing that shows you that that's what they're gearing towards? I mean, yeah. they're, they're not. Can you can you pick up one? I guess you could look at Giolito and say that the, that's a little bit of a gamble, like a, a high reward move that they made. I can't really th point to one move that they've made this offseason that demonstrates that they are looking to win anything well, right now. Well, one of the things I thought about asking, sorry to jump in, Arkin, but one of the things I thought about asking was, you know, what are you, what are you even looking forward to? What are you even looking forward to with the Red Sox this year? Like, that's an Bayo? honest question. M maybe Bayo? I feel like the shine came off in the second Yoshida? half with him last year. I don't think it's Yoshida. I think maybe it's Cassis. Maybe it's the prospects who might not be up here. Rafaela maybe making a push in spring. But, like, we're really reaching. What are people looking forward to with this Red Sox team? Better treasure these moments with Cassis, too, because, I don't know. It's it a good point. like he's real stoked on staying here. It's a good point, Arcan. Yeah. So, like, I don't, I don't know. And, and when there's nothing really to look forward to, you get where the Red Sox are at. Like, uh, you know, text line, 37937. Jones, I think it's the only time I actually enjoy listening to you. When you rip the Red Sox, please keep doing it. They blow. Like, that's how people feel. They're like, I don't... People feel like they blow. They haven't even seen them in a game yet. I don't want to invest in this, this team. This is when you're supposed to have... You're supposed to... Like, the, the fans are supposed to feel irrational optimism. Listen like, to, spring. that's what spring training's for. You're supposed to look at it and go, yeah, the guys are coming in looking kind of chonky and everything and <laughs> unfocused, but damn it, this is our no, no, year. No, 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 no. Not kind of chonky, Mego. <laughs> Arkan, okay. you saw Masa Yoshida. You saw the shirt fly up a little Arcan bit when he was throwing. Arkan watched that video, and I'm not making this up. Me he started eating a salad for lunch. <laughs> 
Me and Arkan had the exact same thought. We She's did it lying. separately. What it, What did you think? What What did you think of when you saw Yoshida? It looked like Josh Beckett. It, it looked, looked like, like that picture of Josh Beckett with his belly flapping. Around. It looked like Josh Beckett's love handles flopping yeah. out when he was throwing at spring training like a decade or so ago. I saw Ryan included a picture of Rafael Devers today. Which yeah, he looks great. What's his name? Am I saying? Am I? Am no, I no, saying no, no, right? no. His, his name for the 2024 season: Rafael Devours. <laughs> and we're not talking but pitching. Devers always has that body. Okay, type. no, I'm sorry. Mego. That's of a surprise. No, 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 no. That's Mego, a surprise to nobody. Mego Dever, he so not like this. He has never been, you know, super fit. He looks like he ate Pablo Sandoval. I've seen him slimmer. He looks like he ate Pablo Sandoval. So, like, my God. So, like, no one wants to be there. We know players don't want to be there. Uh, no one wants to sign with the team long term. Rafi, are we going to work on fly balls or ground balls today? Vainilla. No. Chocolate. No. No ice cream. <laughs> the, the owner doesn't care. They have you know the 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 team president up there trying to tap dance and make it sound good. And this is where we're at. Listen to how Tamazi wrote this. This builds off of what Mego just said. He says spring training is traditionally a time of hope, but with an underlying tension too. Players are fighting for jobs. Contracts, attention, respect, security, etc. He says there's very little of that here. Outside of the youngster, Sedan Rafaela, pushing for the starting job in center field, and a group of interchangeable arms battling for the last couple of spots in the rotation, the roster is both mediocre and set. That's a terrible combination, yeah, Tamazi writes. It's true. If it weren't for Trevor Story attempting to rally the troops, the Red Sox might be the most anonymous team in baseball. It is a bad combination when you think about it. It's like the, the team has no stakes. They are already like on a death march to last place, but there's also no competition. Like the roster's just set. Like yeah, within no, the team, nobody's no, pushing each no other. There's no pressure. That's his word. There's no pressure. There's no one like ooh. Let's see if the, outside of maybe Rafaela and the back end of the rotation, no one's even fighting for roster spots. How can you be this bad and not fight for roster spots? How's that possible? Because who's threatening behind you? It's a bunch of prospects or guys that they're paying minimal money to. Or guys who can't stay healthy, like that's what it—that's what happens when you have such low end talent coming in, or they're bringing in such low end talent, or cheap talent, or compromised talent, or talent that's just not ready. It's like, okay, well, this is the product of ignoring the major league roster for going on three seasons now. You could even say four if you want to talk about twenty twenty one being a fluke. Yeah, it's a bad combination, Arkin. Yeah, it really is. And in some off seasons, you know, you go over the guys that were signed and you say, well, you argue about that. There's buzz about the players. Are they going to make the tear? Are they going to be better? There were some log jams in the outfield. There was a log jam at DH. They cleared up those log jams, but they didn't bring in really anybody. I mean, there's no one There's no one new to sort of even get uh, buzz going about. It's basically just the same team, minus a few phases, hardly any new ones. And it was a last-place team. So, like, you're bringing back a team minus Verdugo, minus Justin Turner, minus Chris Sale, who, you know, the three of them aren't going to go out and win some Team of World Series on their own. But Turner was a decent uh, hitter last year, and Sale had one of his better seasons lately. I mean, you know, you, you look at what how the team's changed. It's not for the better in any sense. Like, you didn't really add anything. And there's no buzz about it. The fans don't care. Why would they want to come and, and, you know, get excited about this team that's the same team as last year minus uh, some of their better players. You know what this team is? This team is like the scene in Dumb and Dumber when it's just a bag full of IOUs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but and you're even. like, what is this? Like, hold on to that one. That Marcelo Mayer I yep. IOU. Like, that's, that one's going to be worth something. That's a Lamborghini. <laughs> you know? It's like, how are you supposed to feel good about that? How long are you supposed to wait? Yeah, and, and again. And it would be something different if they had been in real contention in the last couple of years. You think about... 
you can be frustrated with what happened with the Bruins last year, but at least like the Bruins, uh, f- for the, all the other crazy stuff that their ownership is doing with TD Garden right now, at least that's a ownership that spent on their team last year at the trade deadline and tried to contend. Like you look at the Red Sox, it's they haven't tried for anything in years. No. So when do you expect them to be competitive again? We all say it's going to take longer than two or three years. 57% of you think it's going to take longer than two or three years. So what are we doing? Like, how how can you run a business that way, John Henry? Like, how, how can you do it? And I, the answer is he's making massive profits off of it, and he's invested elsewhere. Fenway Corners, the PGA Tour, the Pittsburgh Penguins, Liverpool. Like, that's the answer. But how can you run a business that way? Where your whole fan base, a vast majority of your fan base is going, it's going to take two or three years. And in the meantime, no one cares. And you're the most irrelevant team in baseball, according to John Tomazzi. And you somehow have a bad roster, but also it's all set. Like your roster's done, 1 to 25. We know the roles. 617 779 7937. Then you have a few other items here. And it leads into whether or not guys want to play here. Let me hear some Kenley Jansen on the Baseball Isn't Boring podcast Ooh. with Rob Bradford. Ooh. Uh, there you go, Bradfo. Uh, and look, Kenley Jansen, as we learned last year. I grew to like very much over the course of the year. He's pretty outspoken. He's not afraid to speak his mind. And, well, you're going to hear that here. He's frustrated with the situation. Definitely feel frustrated, you know. You came here um, for two years that year one we're going to compete, but year two they're really going to go after it. But then, you know, I get it. A lot of changes in this organization, and um, they have different vision now, and we get it. It's a part of business, um, you know. But on the same time, I just, you know, I still have one more year left here. I'm going to get the fans the best that I have. And, um, you know, I always will dedicate on my, on my craft of what I'm doing. And, you know, I want to be consistent. I want to do it great. I want to put up a show. So I'm going to, you know, give my best all the time when I step in that mount. But, um, yeah, it's definitely, you know, frustrated watching, you know, how things go. But, you know, it's not in our control. Mm-hmm. What is in our control is is to... You know, go out here and be the best leader I can be, the best voice I can be in the clubhouse, and help the young guys and help myself and learn how to win ballgames. Okay. He said frustrated a couple of different times there. And tucked in in the beginning was a line where he said, and I'm paraphrasing, you know, we thought we'd be competitive year one and year two, we'd really go for it. And it sounds like, and to me, maybe that's just his own thinking, but it sounds like what he's implying is they promised him some things when they got him to sign here last year. Like, they told him they were going to do X, Y, and Z. And now he's like, well, what the hell? I thought I thought we were really going to go for it in year two. I thought last year, and I feel like the Red Sox have been doing this for a few years now. Well, we just got di- to dip below the luxury tax. Every team has to dip below the luxury tax. Remember when that's how they were selling at Arcade? Right. Spending less? Well, you can't be in the luxury tax every year. There's new guardrails and penalties, and, like, you have to dip below. So it was, like, excused away that they could get out of the luxury tax for one year. A lot of people excuse that. Mm-hmm. Not me. Not me. I said, you're the Red Sox. Pay it. Do what every other team is doing. Pay it. Every other good team, every other big market team. The Dodgers are going to dip below the luxury tax. So I got annoyed at that then, and now they've remained below it. To the point where I was reading Buster only today, I'll double-check the numbers, but there's something like 13th, 14th, 15th in payroll, and it's as low as they've been in since 2014 in terms of actual spending. Not the rank, but actual spending. The lowest they've been in a decade. And so... What are you doing? You're promising players certain things. It, that That's the kind of thing that's going to get players to not want to come here. If you're not honest with them and you're lying to them, to use the word Sam Kennedy, and you're telling them you're going to do something and then not following through on it, money will always talk. You'll always get players if you blow them out with a contract. 
But on balance, players aren't going to want to come here if you say, hey, stick with us this year. We're doing some belt tightening. But year two, we're really going to go for it. And you could chase a title here. And then they give him this in year two. That's garbage. It's a really terrible look, especially with Kenley Jansen, somebody who was the only player who went to um, All-Star last summer. Yeah. And so he's out there talking to other guys who are huge names Otani. in the league. And he's like, yeah, Boston right now, it's not that cool. <laughs> like, it's not what I thought it was going to be. And you talk about the luxury tax. The threshold this year is $237 million. So we're not talking about, like, ooh, they're edging up to $5 million below the tax line, and they don't want to go over it. They're trying to be fiscally responsible. They don't want to go into it every year when they're not really in a contention place with the age of their roster or whatever legitimate excuse that you would want to come up with them. No. <laughs> they're they're staying like forty million below that. So I don't know I don't know that Buster only has the right number here because Ryan you dropped in something or Arcan I forget who dropped this in, uh, but I don't know that Buster only's numbers are accurate. But here's what he wrote: He said Boston's projected opening day payroll, maybe that means twenty five man roster, not forty man roster, is one hundred and sixty five million, ranks thirteenth in baseball, and that would be the lowest for the Red Sox since twenty fourteen when their cash spending was one fifty six point four million. Yeah, they were the fifth highest then. Now they're 13th. Yeah, and inflation, huh? They're spending as low as they have in a decade. Right. Forget inflation. Uh, it also includes $17 million they're spending on Chris Sale, who's not even here. So I don't know that those numbers are totally accurate. or Maybe he's not looking at a 40-man roster or the full CBT calculation or whatever. But that's what only wrote today, and that caught my eye. Yeah, and for someone like Jansen, I mean, he's an all-time closer. He's seventh all-time in saves, like, period. And he really regrets signing here. And that's I mean, he's not he's not hiding it. He's not even he's like you know it's a different no. vision now. I you know, some things you just can't change in life. I made this decision a couple of years ago. Like it's it's regret. You hear the regret in his voice, but like he's he's openly talking about how much he regrets it. And he might get traded. Uh, and if he does, you know, I sort of hope he does. Like there's no point in keeping him here at this point. And it's sort of lame for him. He's what 37, 38 years old, going to finish his career on some last place team with no aspirations to ever get any better. Like I feel like they should trade him. I think that's the right thing to do and I'm a Red Sox fan you know like if you're a fan of the team and you're starting to feel like you should trade this guy as a favor to him that's how you know the <laughs> Royals and the, these crappy t- the the Diamondbacks you know yeah, like get out the of Diamondbacks purgatory. were in the World Series last year you know oh, what I mean I get like, what you're saying these bad teams that are perpetually bad you're starting to you're starting to look like them now get them out of purgatory get them on a playoff contender they deserve it like that's right that's how we talk about bum-ass small market teams and now you're a bum-ass small market team. Uh, here's Maura Jansen. You want to hear some of the hesitation in his voice? How close was he to not getting on the plane to Fort Myers? How close were you, Kenley? Did you think that you were going to be on a plane to Fort Myers? Uh, that's a, it's a good question. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was 50-50. 50-50. I yeah. mean, in the days, I thought at some point, I thought it was 60-40. Like, 40% I will get on the plane, 60 I won't. So. And when was that? Like a week before? I think it was two weeks before. Two weeks like before? That. You're yeah. like... Yeah, you, 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 I have you, a lot of uncertainties going on. I'm like, look at my wife. My wife definitely not loving it. You know? <laughs> so, um, yeah, um, um, for sure. For sure it was tough, but, you know, um, hey, man, I'm here. Get this guy <laughs> out of here. For his own sake, his Mego wife is not into it. Mego. His wife is not into it. Mego, you say this a lot. You're like, I feel bad for so-and-so. And I'm like, that's nonsense. That's garbage. I don't feel bad for Craig Breslow. I don't feel bad for Matt. I feel a little bad for Kenley Jansen. Did you think that you were going to be on a plane to Fort Myers? 
Uh. <laughs> <laughs> now, I wonder what While he means. on the plane, did you contemplate jumping out of it at any point? <laughs> I wonder what he means. Like, was he like, I didn't know because they were going to trade me? Yeah, right. he thinks he was going to get traded. Or was he just like, F it, I don't want to show up because he had that fake lat soreness. Like, are we sure he meant trade? I think he might just be disgusted. I think he meant trade. Okay. I think he was going to show up for work eventually. But, like, you know, were you going to be going to Fort Myers? Were you going to be still be a Red Sox 50-50? I assumed I was getting traded. I mean, or 64, whatever he's saying. I'm not sure he wanted to get on the on the plane. Thank you, Ryan. Why is he here? And on top of that, they're trading away John Schreiber, who, like, I don't really care about all that much, but he's a big league reliever. He was one of your better relievers last year. Ryan, you said this in my ear. He's got three more he's years of control. Three yeah. more years of, of arbitration, so I don't understand the move of, like, well, we want controllable pitching. Well, you had a guy. and like You had a guy who has pitched here, by the way, and to what Arkan's saying, has had some moments where I'm like, wow, John Schreiber looks really good. Yeah, I don't want to overrate him. And you trade him. him for who? Some prospect who's not going to be here for uh, years. So that's the a issue 23-year-old like, single-A guy. Okay, so I, I was reading when this trade happened because I was like, holy crap, another prospect. And all the baseball experts that you're reading and the beat writers, they're like, wow, what a total fleecing. Yeah, okay, like Schreiber's a pitcher now, but this is going to be, this guy could be a bona fide starter. Yeah. And you I'm going to Ken and Curtis too, huh? Look, <laughs> no, no, just reading people whose opinion I respect. They know a lot more about baseball than me. They watch it, you know, day to day in spring training in person. And I'm like, I trust you. And I believe that that calculation of the trade, but the trade is just another symptom of the bigger disease of the team, which is everything is for three plus years from now. Like this guy, yeah, maybe you'll look back three plus years from now and it's a fleecing, but if you're the Boston Red Sox, why do you have to wait three plus years? McAdam put it it's a, it's a choice. <laughs> it's a choice that ownership is making. It's a choice that they're making. Okay, McAdam put it best on Twitter right after the trade. He said, teams with designs on contending don't make trades like the Red Sox made. Dealing affordable bullpen help for a starting pitching prospect who is at least two years away. You may win the deal. But we're sitting here twiddling our thumbs for two years. That's what we mean. When are they going to be competitive again? You can dial us up. 617-779-7937. And furthermore, when we're talking about who the hell even wants to be here, does anybody want to be here? Kenley Jansen does not. I don't blame him. Alex Cora does not. Tristan Cassis apparently doesn't really want to be either. This is more from Bradford at WEEI. It's worth checking out on the Odyssey app. Uh, The Red Sox offered him an extension. He says, yeah, I was just in the car on the phone talking to my agent. He called me and I said, uh, he said, what do you think about this? I said, I didn't like it. And that was it. Kaz has told WEEI, just turn the page. I just said, yeah, I'm okay. That was it. No hesitation, Bradford S. No wanting to mull it over. No, not at all. I think I could do this for 20 more years. So I'm not in a rush to sign a contract that I will play through anyway. I just didn't think it was something important I needed to do. And if I did do well enough, it would be there in the future. So, like, the Royals are signing uh, uh, Bobby Witt Jr. Yep. And, like, you see teams do this routinely. And McAdam asked Kennedy about this today. Detroit did it with some kid I've never heard of, right? So, like, teams do this with young players all the time. Not the Red Sox. The Red Sox players are like, I'm good. Thanks, but no thanks. Not interested. And it's probably because they're lowballing the crap right. out of them. Yeah, That's Bobby Witt got a lot of money. Yeah, yeah it's fair. How bad is the offer? It's got to be bad. <laughs> And Gaz is like, meanwhile, like, I'm kind of the only chip that you have that is actually playing at the major league level right now. So I'll just sit here. I'll just chill for a minute. No, thanks. They're I'm paying good. with 26 million a year for 11 years. 
I guarantee you Cass was nowhere oh, close no. to that. This was a joke. This yeah. was a joke of an offer and a low ball. Might not even been 20. Bro. And it's I like, this bet. is what they did with Mookie Betts. This is what they did uh, at the end with Xander. They did pay Xander in there one time. Uh, they've done it with a ton of players. Well, Xander took a hometown discount the first time. Yeah. Yeah, now he's a second baseman with the Padres. Like, like you, they paid him. You, no, right. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, this this nickel and diming of, like, the players you want to... You're, you're talking about a build. you got to offer the players something or you're going to lose them, too. By the way, I love that he mentions that he's in the car. Like, you don't have a serious conversation with your with your boss or anyone who's paying you when you're just chilling in the car yeah. and just go, no, I'm good. Yeah. Bye. The, agent, the agent wasn't like, hey, come meet me. Or, hey, like, uh, let, you know, let's really talk this out. He's in the car. He's like, nah, good, bye. Yeah, you know... It could have just been over text. Like, it was that simple. So, it's a disaster with the Red Sox. I think we knew that, but it does feel like it gets worse every day. You can jump in on it, 617-779-7937. Speaking of bad, how about the NBA's All-Star Weekend? Did you enjoy it? Let's get to that with all your phone calls next. Yeah, that's, that's a bad one, right? You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say W-E-E-I's a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of Jones and Mego on W-E-E-I. I thought I uh, had fun. I think that was what the ultimate thing was, just to go out there and have fun. Let me see if he actually closed his eyes. No, he did not. I accomplished that, man. Uh, so it was an honor. Yeah, at least I could say that I did it at one point in my career. Looks like he's sneezing right now. Then he get that late. He's sneezing on it. He sneezed on it. He didn't do it. Um, I can live with that. He sneezed on the sleeve? Yeah, he sneezed. He did not do the deep round. Let's add NBA All-Star Weekend to our Red Sox conversation. When will the Red Sox be competitive again? Probably never. You can jump in on Jones and Mego with Arkan here on WEI, 617-779-7937. I want to start with Arkan because the word you used uh, for to describe All-Star Weekend, and that's all of it, Jalen, the three-point contest, the skills competition, the crappy game, what word did you use to describe NBA All-Star Weekend? It was an abomination. <laughs> it really was. It was an affront to everything that I ever enjoyed about the weekend or the dunk contest, all, all that stuff. It was... It was awful. It was really bad. Even the three-point shootout I didn't care about this year. And at the very least, you know, you can watch that, and that's something. This this whole weekend, even the Curry-Ionescu thing, and that was actually kind of cut. You know, there was some potential there, and then Kenny Smith ruined it by going on some weird rant about okay, but the, in, but where fairness, she be shooting from and all that fairness, stuff. But in fairness, that's Kenny Smith. That, that, was a True. Good, that was a good event for All-Star It was weekend. a good event. They should keep doing stuff like that. That was like the that. commentary getting in the way, yeah. The dunk contest was... About as bad as I've ever seen, and I think this may be the one that actually kills it because for a while, everyone said, well, you know, the real problem here... Just stop for a moment because I agree with what you just said. Jalen Brown was supposed to save the dunk contest? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He may have wound up killing it. I actually agree with that. (laughs) I think so because that was the last excuse, right? Like, well, the reason why it's not good anymore is because it's all these bench players and it's all these G League guys. If they could get some stars playing in it again, some stars out there dunking, then that would really change things. And he went out there and tried to turn it into an art show. Like, that was... And listen, I liked the Terrence Clark thing. Like, I didn't hate all of it. I thought that was a nice tribute, but... The Terrence Clark thing was... A spectacular tribute if you knew who he was and if you knew the backstory. I don't right. I don't I don't think a lot of people did. And maybe they didn't. And even still, if they didn't, fine, maybe they learned about him and that's great. But then the dunk wasn't any good. Dunk, like, you know what I mean? All the dunks stunk. All of the dunks were there, bad. There was no production to it in terms of the dunk contest. That's what bothers me. Like Jalen, if you're gonna talk about it for two weeks leading up to it, and I gave you all the props for doing it. I was very excited that you were doing it. Like, don't just go okay and like 
take a ball from Tatum and dunk over somebody like in a chair. Like it's just not. I'm I'm sorry. That's not it. I need. I just think about Blake Griffin dunking over the Kia with a full freaking choir behind it. <laughs> You know, and everybody's standing up and cheering. This is, it's not a serious thing. Who was it's that guy, fun. by the way? Who was the guy in the chair? Does anyone was know? It Kai Sonat? Kai Sonat. Okay, so who we, is this? Did he's we a ta- YouTuber. Didn't we talk about him on Friday? In the, I think he was in the He's a YouTube game. streamer. We mentioned his name, but right. I don't actually know no, who he I, is. Oh, I don't know who he is either. Yeah. I, I had to look him up because I wanted, somebody said he was five foot three. I didn't know if that was real like, or if that was a joke. Who is that? <laughs> And he was sitting reaction. down. Yeah, right. Five foot three. Five foot three. When he's on his tippy toes, and instead so Jalen dunks over him sitting down. Out. Like I don't need it to be the most athletically impressive performance, but if you're going to do it, put some pageantry into it. You know? Yeah, it looked like he didn't think about it. And by the way, Mac McClung totally his deserved. dunks were lame too. Okay, no, but they I were so much. Shaq involved. They were so much better. They were so much better. They were than better, Jaylen's. but they weren't any better than last year. I didn't oh. think they were all that great. Well, that's. Fine. I thought having Shaq involved was a good move. By dunking now. over Shaq. That's yeah. at least something. So? That's Jaylen at least an idea. People That's know who Shaq can... is and they know he's giant. Yeah. Who the hell? That's who's it. the streamer that Jalen's dunking over sitting down? Who is True. that? J- Jason Tatum handing him a ball? Which I told you was going to happen, by the way. I he's know. like, ooh, I'm going to get Tatum involved. I was like, no, it's, it's going to be better than that. It's going to be better. It wasn't. Jalen was supposed to save the dunk contest. He killed it. He killed it because his dunks were terrible. And now, Jalen, if I could hear from you. I agree. No stars are going to want to do it. Guys like LeBron are terrified to do this. Stephen A. said it today. I was saying it all last week. LeBron killed the dunk contest. He's really the one who killed it. Uh, Jalen might have been the final death knell in it. But LeBron killed it by not doing it and being afraid to do it. And other stars didn't want to do it. And now they're afraid. And Jalen Brown pretty much said that after the dunk contest. Here's Jalen on Saturday night, if we could, Ryan. Or maybe maybe in a in a I'm sorry no worries uh, Jalen on Saturday night uh, about stars that want to work. It takes some energy to go out there and do tricks and perform, and then on any given night, like you still got to go and provide for your team. Um, but I think ultimately, just you know, this media era, I think some players is afraid to 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 make it into a meme or anything like that. Like I I wanted to come out have fun with it, you know, and, and that's what I did. I mean, Jalen wasn't a, he got booed. I mean, the man got booed in the middle of the dunk contest. And then he turned around. You see, he blamed the court for being slippery. Yeah. No, he blamed, that, that is his thing with the special courts. Though. He blamed the LED court for being slippery. Can I say? That is I, hate I was the court. a little. I like the court. Okay. That's the only I, thing actually, I, like. so I actually dumb. thought in the three point contest, the court looked really cool. The court looked cool. The court looked cool. Looked like it a was, Daft Punk concert. No, it was cool how it changed then right after the dunk. It went to the player's team, except for Mac McClung because he was just like a wannabe magic player. Right. So, you know, like, I, I like that all of a sudden it flashed to the parquet after Jalen did his, like, kind of boring dunk. It, the first one that didn't get aired yeah. in real time, that one? Yeah, was that, is that yeah, it, wasn't even, it didn't even get uh, videotaped. Yeah, I, I felt like, yeah, that's what I was just going to say. I felt like that was like a... The whole thing was a disaster. Uh, a technical flaw. But the court, I thought, I had no problem with the court. Now, I play- thought I was going to hate the court. I thought in the skills contest it looked kind of cool. If the players were slipping all over the place, that's a problem. But the only one saying that was Jalen. So I thought the court looked cool. Uh, anyway, you can jump in on All-Star Weekend along with the Red Sox. A lot of you waiting patiently at 617-779-7937. Mike is up in Hampton, New Hampshire. Go ahead, Mike. Hi, Mike, are you climbing Thank the stairs? Thank you for taking my uh, call. Sure, Mike. Um, just want to talk about the Red Sox. Um, I just can't believe what they're doing. It's a travesty. Um, and my point is that it starts a few years back. Like, why do they have to keep lying to all of us? Um, it makes no sense. Yeah, well, they're, they're in build mode is what they're in. They're in build mode and there are parameters. They're not cheap. There are parameters. Just parameters. So you know, you know they're, not, 
they're not spending is what one way to put it. Or you can just say there are certain parameters we have on Craig Breslow. Parameters. Like we won't let him spend, you know. <laughs> Like he's, you know, like you gave you gave your uh, your high school kid fourteen bucks, you know, to go to go see a movie. Like uh, those are the parameters. You have to. You have, here's a twenty dollar bill. Can can you go to a movie on twenty bucks? That's what my parents used to do. Here's twenty bucks. Go go watch a movie. Get some popcorn. I'm go gonna pick see you up a in Star two. Wars. I'm gonna go pick you up in two hours. Go see a Star <laughs> Wars. Exactly. And so like I, you know, that's the kind of parameters. Parameters. And then they turn around and they spend ten million guaranteed on a guy who's hurt. I don't get it. Kelvin is in Methuen. Go ahead, Kelvin. Hey, what's up, guys? At least I hit the over with the All-Star game. Nice. Uh, I want to talk nice. about the Red Sox. Jack, <laughs> I'm a Yankees fan, first of all, but why not put Pedro in the driver's seat as a GM? Okay, Pedro in the driver's seat. How do we feel about that? Probably better than what they're doing right now. Actually, it's, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who your GM, your president of, it does. of baseball operations is. It does. Is. No, because there's parameters. <laughs> well, but hopefully your president isn't a doormat for the owner. Like, if, if Theo was the team president you might get some pushback and hopefully you're going to get some pushback like that. That's my one hope is that Theo can save the thing, but I don't feel great after listening to Sam Kennedy today and Sam Kennedy last week said Theo's only going to be here for a couple of years. And Oh, by the way, how long did Rob Manfred re up for in the commissioner's office? Uh, he didn't re up. This is going to be his last, the end of his term will be 2029. I think. Right. But, yeah, but, it's, yeah. but it's five years. Okay. So, but, but I'm saying, but that is an end point where if, if that's what Theo has designs on doing five years, like I don't is he going to turn things around if 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 is out if he's looking to be the next commissioner is this just a holding pattern until 5 years from now when he can be commissioner probably like I mean, that, it probably is. That crossed my mind. He's cro- he's climbing the corporate ladder. He all but told you that. Sam Kennedy basically said that is going to be one of his stops on the way to whatever it is Theo Epstein's going to do. And he'll be here for a while, and nothing's going to change. That's what I think. 617-779-7937. You can jump in on the Red Sox. When will they be competitive again? How do you fix it? On top of that, NBA All-Star Weekend. Arkan, one more time you called it. An, an abomination. An abomination. An affront. You weren't as pissed off as Bob Ryan was. I forgot to read some of those tweets. <laughs> maybe, maybe we can get to those. How do you fix the dunk contest? All that on the table. Plus, the Patriots. Are they going to use the franchise tag on anybody? Is Kraft going to spend? Let's get to that with your phone calls next.